Welcome to Access Paracast, I'm Beth. In this episode, I catch up with the people that attended the Q Station Paranormal Lockdown and found out what they thought about the weekend. I also chat with Pete Banks, director of the recent Oz Paranormal and Spiritual Expo, about her successful event. Plus, I find out from a few paranormal investigators who are based in Western Australia about their reasons for starting their paranormal investigation journey. But first... On a sunny but frosty weekend, Oz Paratech ran their very first Q-Station Paranormal Lockdown Weekend. Starting off with an informal gathering in one of the dining areas on the Friday night, everyone kind of got to know each other and were ready for the next day. The Saturday was all about the workshops, providing investigation techniques run by myself and paranormal mediumship run by the lovely Andrea Caldi. A weekend away in a spooky location isn't complete unless there is an investigation at night. And that is exactly what happened on the Saturday night, where people were able to really start to use what they were learning during the day. Sunday was a catch-up session about the weekend and we all left having felt that we'd made some really great friendships and some interesting experiences. So I'm here with Monique, and you've been here all weekend at Q Station. How did you find the experience? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Really um, eye-opening experience. Yeah. yeah. Great. Awesome. Did you like the investigation last night? I did. Oh, I very did. cool. I did. What experiences did you have? Um, quite a few. We did the table tipping, and um, the matron at the hospital decided to take us for a run. Uh, <laughs> Around both wards, I think she was checking up on all, on all her patients, <laughs> um, and then we swapped and I did glass dousing, and um, as soon as I touched the glass, I felt an elder come through named George, and um, he was very charismatic, charming, good-looking, could seem visionally inside my mind. Dark hair, green eyes, olive skin, dimples. Um, he, he passed when he was 26, and I got a bit of, I got a bit cheeky and asked him to come with me to the the diggers' grave hut, and he said he would love to. And then felt a bit funny after that all night. I felt like all the other spirits were trying to avoid me of some sort. I was just felt there was nothing really around and I was just because prior to that it was sort of like a lot of activity and I could sense a lot of things around me but as soon as I had George around me it was sort of like they stayed away from him (laughs) which meant they stayed away from me and I was sort of like down and out about that um went back to my room I was very tired woke up and then I started having these little zone out moments where I just um stared into nowhere oh wow like blanking out yeah Yeah, and then it happened roughly around every 15 or 20 minutes okay then it went to 10 and then 5 and then 2 and then um the lady I was sitting with saying to me that when I was zoned out I was looking angry and then I was looking sad and then I wouldn't blink for a very very long time I I need to blink (laughs) um slight necessity yes some of the girls came out 
I got told to go outside and ground myself and then they obviously said no I think you need a little bit more support than that so the three three of the girls came out um, Michelle Renata and another young girl I can't remember her name but um, yeah they all helped me yeah, I'm back to normal again, thank wow. God. It was so just you were staying here at the quarantine station in the accommodation, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So yep. this is where some of the, informa- the the experiences obviously happened in there, not just in the locations you investigated. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It was. Um, it first started off on Friday night. I had one of my crystals move, and I was sort of like, oh. And then I said to the spirit, you're playing silly buggers with me, aren't you? And he knocked once, and I took that as a yes mm. and um, then I felt at ease because when it first moved I was sort of like mm. was a little bit Ooh, okay <laughs> um, but yeah when he knocked it, I don't know I had this sense of calm yeah. um, that was my first sort of contact it was great it was a great memory it'll forever be in my heart and I'm happy yeah so I'm here with Barb. Yep. And you've been here at the Q station lockdown all weekend. Yes. How did you find it? Oh, to start off with, slow, no activity. Kind of thought, no, no, it's just not going to happen with me. Even going around the rooms to start off with, not much. Got to the reading with the glass on the table. Oh, yes. And my dad has passed away. Not a year ago. My condolences. And... He was never into any of this. If I happened to mention it, it was like absolute rot, stupid, chauvinistic, typical male Mm -hmm. of that generation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) born 1929. Oh, yes. And very, you know, the male figure. And that is just absolute rubbish. Came through. Mm. Brought mum with him. I felt the room before that it was a little girl that latched onto my arm. Yep. I've got bruises on my arm this morning, hanging on that tight. And I said, trying to get through to the little girl, are you scared? No. And anyway, I just, I let her hang on. I said, hang on if you have to. She had to. She came with me to the next room. I had to actually help her up the stairs. And I thought, what is this little girl's problem? What, why is she clinging on to me so much? Is it a nanny figure? And when I got to the reading table, Dad came through very strong. Every time it was a yes answer, it just, the glass just moved to yes. We ended up making up a, um, I, can't under, I can't answer that question yep. um, for the spirit yeah. because we, we, it was sort of slowing and bit, we knew the spirit yeah. was there. The glass was rocking. There was, it was going around in circles. Okay, yep. We all had to change yeah, you move around. position. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it ended up that it was my dad, and I just can't believe it because he's just not into any of this. And then I said with the little girl hanging onto my, arm, they got quite mad because it was my mum. She had passed away three years ago on the 29th of this month. Oh wow. And she had trouble walking she was in a wheelchair in the end so I used to help her upstairs when she wanted to do a little walk instead of the wheelchair she'd do a little shuffle and my mum was five foot two but when she passed away I'd say she was four and a half foot tiny little woman and this was the little girl 
that, and they got quite cranky when I asked about the little girl. Okay, then, is it a little boy? No, no. I'm like, okay. And then my daughter said, is it Nan? Is it you, Nanny? Yes, straight away. So strong. So I'm here with Andrew, and you're also one of the volunteers here for this weekend at Paranormal Lockdown, Q Station. Correct. How yes. did you find the weekend? Um, very successful. A lot of people had had good activity in the doctor's quarters um, with the, the computerised spirit box. Um, so we'll review the evidence and go back and have a look at that. Got a lot of exercise in. Yes, <laughs> lots of walking. <laughs> No, it was a good good weekend. Did you have any experiences yourself this weekend? Um, not this weekend, no. no. But you've obviously witnessed other people's experiences. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have to confess. I haven't been to the Oz Paranormal and Spiritual Expo for a few years, so it's nice to head over and see this great event in action once again. You couldn't have picked a more perfect day. The sun was shining, there was a cool breeze, and lots of people fascinated by all things spiritual and paranormal. I was lucky enough to arrive before the VIPs and was able to scope the place out. It had all the hallmarks of what most conventions I have attended that I really love. It was the variety of items and that festive atmosphere that can be so addictive. I was greeted with many hugs and hellos from the Appy team who run this amazing event. The doors opened and the VIPs were streaming in, eyeing off the fantastic stalls and checking out when the talks were being run during the day. Already I could feel that fantastic community atmosphere that can only exist when good people get together with the same interest. There were five talks and mine was the first, around the world in 80 nights. What a great chance to divulge some of my most profound experiences, all while investigating locations around the world. I spoke about the USA, UK, and just a snippet of the Ukraine and it was nice to revisit these iconic locations. Sometimes you can be so focused on the here and now that it's just nice to look back and reminisce. I was then back out on the main floor meeting and greeting other interested paranormal investigators. Some had even flown in to attend the event. Headlining the paranormal side was Brian J. Cano from Haunted Collector as he was in Australia for his latest paranormal tour before hanging up his EMF detector. Appy events are always run like well-oiled machines. The hostess with the mostest, Peter Banks, coordinates this great day eight months in advance, and it's a mammoth project. I managed to catch up with her a few days after the event to find out what her thoughts were on how it all went. I created the expo. Originally, there were three of us who were the event managers of the expo. And we did it because there was nothing else out there like it. There was, of course, Paracon. And there were expos like Mind, Body, Spirit. But there was nothing that incorporated both the paranormal where you could come and buy equipment and speak to paranormal teams and find out what ghost tours, et cetera, were around. 
as well as adding in the spiritual element purely because the paranormal scene, as you would know, is not big enough. So the paranormal scene couldn't support an expo on its own. So that's why I added in the spiritual element as well. So um, we would attract the crowds. And those, there's, there's such a fine line between both of those. People who are interested in the spiritual normally also have a deep passion for the paranormal. So, yeah, there was just nothing like it. So I thought it was time. So how did you feel this year went compared to other years? I think this year was amazing. It was we had at least 800 people through the door, which I am absolutely thrilled about. Um, our ticket sales for the VIPs weren't as great, but that's okay. We made up for it in um, just people off the street coming in to have a look and have a look at our stalls. And um, we had a great diversity of, of stalls this year, which I was really happy about. So we had a lot of new stalls. Um, and I was thrilled with with the differences and, and what they were selling and things like that. So, yeah, I was really happy. I think it went really well. Do you think it went really well? You were there. I loved it. I loved it. I, <laughs> I, because I must confess, I, I, I went to the, I think I may have gone to the first one and it's been, obviously this has been running for a couple of years now. Yeah. So having seen the progression from that till now is enormous. It's, it's huge. Yeah. It's doubled at least and then some. Yeah. And then just the, the escape room. Talk about the escape room. Why, what is that and why did you have that there as well? Okay, so we've done an escape room a few times at different events. We used to do them when we would do the all-night sleepover at Liverpool Tape. And then they were always really popular. And then we did it again last year when we did a Halloween event at the Casula Powerhouse for them. And that was really popular. So when we were told that we had access to the artist residence, I thought we have to do we have to utilise this space. It wasn't the kind of space that you could have storeholders in or anything because it's quite isolated. So I thought it's the perfect place to have an escape room. So uh, my partner actually gave me a board game, which is called The Escape Room, and it's got lots of ideas and things like that in it. So I basically just handed the game to two of my volunteers, shout out to Tina and Jess, and I said, go for your life, do whatever you have to do, just make this happen. And they did, and I'm so proud of what they achieved it was a massive success i know it was booked out i remember people coming past one of the tables i was at saying oh it's a two-hour wait for the for the escape room i'm like geez that sounds cool it must be really yeah. you know sort of a hot thing to go and, and check out and stuff so with people who may not know what an escape room is can you describe a little bit about what actually is an escape room absolutely so basically you get locked in a room and you have to solve all of these clues to try and find your way out. You have a certain length of time to find your way to solve the clues and find your way out. And if you don't, you contract the deadly virus Ooh. and you die. Oh, you become a ghost. It sounds like my job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a normal day at the office. Yeah. Uh, well, that's really great. So a lot of obviously a lot of people were enjoying it. As I said, it became very, very popular, and then there was a bit of a lineup for that. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you get? Yeah. I know that you um, also volunteer at a lot of other conventions as well. Do you tend to get a bit of an idea um, how to to sort of add from the expo from other conventions as well? Yes, absolutely. So I use a lot of. I, I work for Oz Comic Con. Ah, right. And I also work for the Hub Productions in in the conventions that they do. And I do steal a lot of what they do. They've been they've been around for about fifteen years, so they've got vast knowledge in what it takes. 
and I do steal a lot of my ideas for that. But also for Paracon. Um, when I assist with Paracon, I've used my knowledge of Oz Comic Con to assist like with the we call them guest handlers at Oz Comic Con. Alex calls them spirit guides. Just so a guest <laughs> one of the, the uh, speakers has somebody that they can rely on to look after them and answer any questions and, and stuff like that. What would be your favourite part about organising this expo? Look, my favourite part, it changes every year. I love how passionate my volunteers are. I love hearing the fantastic feedback that I get from storeholders saying that we're the only expo that helps people take their, like the storeholders' products in. And I love hearing how well organised it is because that's all me. So that's that's just a compliment to me. This year, I particularly loved doing, buying the VIP gift bags. That was a lot of fun. Sourcing them in wholesalers and then on the night we had a production line and we sat, the night before we sat there and, and made all the gift bags. And I really – I just got so many great – so much great feedback about the gift bags this year. So I'll be sticking with that idea. Um, so that, that was a lot of fun. I love putting together the VIP pack, packages as well and what we can offer people and yeah yeah so I guess it was the whole VIP thing this year what's the one thing you don't look forward to each year the phone calls <laughs> yes lots of people wondering how to is there a parking and, and all the sort of stuff those kinds of queries right yeah and yes yes and for example we had our VIP tickets for sale online and I received a phone call from the Kasula Powerhouse about a lady who was having difficulty purchasing them. And I knew that it wasn't a problem with the website. It was a user problem. But I just, yeah, I had to I had to deal with that. And what I ended up doing was speaking to her on the phone while I had my laptop open. And then I purchased the tickets for her <laughs> while I was talking to her on the phone. So, wow, yeah, that's service. I, <laughs> oh, I don't like being on the phone at the best of times. So, yeah, that was just great. <laughs> so it's on again next year. Yes. Yes, it, it will be on Fabulous. again next year. Yes. Excellent. Any hints on what you might already have been sort of throwing around as some ideas for what will be happening for next year's expo? Maybe a more of a witchy flavor. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. So I, may, I may change my mind, but that's where I'm heading at the moment. So if anyone wants to find out any more about this fantastic event happening for next year, where would they need to go to? They can go to www.ozparaexpo.com.au or they can look us up on Facebook, the Oz Paranormal and Spiritual Expo. Eat, Drink, Talk Paranormal has been running for over a year and these paranormal social events always make me smile. It's a coming together of people who are interested in this fascinating topic and in a relaxed social setting. This time I was able to catch up with investigators based in Perth and pick their brain on how they started their paranormal journey. Amy? Amy. I'm here with Amy here at Eat Drink Talk Paranormal. We've had a fabulous couple of drinks we've been talking all sorts of things paranormal and I'd love to ask you Amy what got you interested in the paranormal what was it that inspired you to want to learn to to be involved to be doing what you're doing now who 
who would have thought that you would actually be doing what you're doing now? To be honest, um, I've had experiences throughout my life ever since I was probably, the earliest I remember is actually probably about six years old. Um, and just, just those experiences in themselves and sort of growing up and I, I never had a lot of experiences for from, from about 16 up actually until I kind of fell into the paranormal field which was a little bit bizarre. I stumbled across a page and they had a competition going saying that they were going to take a couple of public members out so I put my name down and that was the day before and I ended up getting picked. What was bizarre is I went out to this event, which was with another team here, and I was actually pre-chosen without knowing to join this team. And I actually got in contact with them and said I would like to go out on another sort of event. Um, and I'd always been interested in the paranormal, so it was like, yeah, okay, this would be really awesome. Um, so I went out on this event and I was basically initiated into this team on that night, straight away. So it, it was pretty trippy, I, I kind of fell into the field, but ever since those first few investigations, I guess that's just been, it's just mesmerised me and, and it just creates more questions and I, I just can't get enough. Um, since I was a, a little girl, I used to have a picture of, um, my, my parents had a picture of my grandfather on the wall, which I'd never met him. And I had the fear, of, I was terrified of it. So every time I'd go to go to bed, I'd run so fast down the hallway to get away from him. So I always, always felt like he was, he was watching me. So no matter where you, you know, you know the old pictures, you could be looking at it and it feels like they're staring at you, you know, but, but it actually really felt quite um, real for me. Um, and then I knew nothing about the paranormal, didn't know there was paranormal teams, didn't know there was paranormal anything until um, obviously when they started, until they started doing things on TV and stuff like that. Um, mine was a few houses um, that I've lived in and, and having some, some pretty real experiences in these houses um, and then owning a pub and owning a pub and having even more experiences and, and then being able to see things myself I, I had a fear of the unknown so for me it was I had to find out why I have a fear and get rid of that fear was hitting it front on, you know, sort of getting in there and seeing what it's all about because I, I could never understand what was going on, especially with myself because I don't think many people really get that opportunity to see full apparitions in front of them and, and um, furniture moving and you know all the little things like that I just yeah so that was my reason for getting into the paranormal so, and it was um I don't look back I love it absolutely love it
from a very, very young age. Okay. Very young age. Um, seeing, speaking with them, um, growing up in a family that just didn't believe in it. Crazy. Um, yeah. Love it. So, to think about where you are now, to where you were back then, what got you with the group that you're with, um, investigating cases that you do, locations that you do, how did that transition? So, not in a million years would I think I'd be in a paranormal team. Um, I just, yeah, found a group of guys that had a passion for it. I've got the passion for it. And we just kind of got together and it just goes from there. And the locations are just fantastic. With us, we're more in the historical side of it as well, not just the paranormal side. But we do like, you know, the history and stuff. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening and keep investigating.